Hi friends, hello the world. Here is Asel with Complaint Free uh, Life podcast, and we're doing this together with my dear friend Talma, uh, jointly to talk about generational burden,、uh, specifically expectations. Talma, shall we start with you? Hi Asel.、Um, yeah, lovely to be here.、Um, It's really great to be able to spend some time talking to、uh, you know friends.、Uh, it's, it's a bit of a group therapy together,、um, and、uh, I, I currently run、um, an Instagram group called Become Not Yours, and it's all about really thinking about through the things that limit us and how we can work through them and actually make、um, the futures that we want and build the futures together. Hi, I'm Georgia.、Um, as Nama said, we work together, and I also work as a yoga teacher.、Um, so I'm very into the whole spiritual side of things. And over the past year, I think like so many of us have been doing lots of soul searching and looking at limiting beliefs and the, the limitations that I place on myself, and wondering where those have come from and have they been passed down? Is it societal? So I'm really excited to to speak with you all today about your experiences and hopefully learn a few things as well. So thank you for having me. Yay, Alicia.、Um, you know, grateful to be included in this today.、Um, you know, I do feel like, as George just mentioned, I think a lot of people over the last year have done、like, a lot of soul searching and kind of, you know, maybe had some, some time to be a bit more reflective. And I definitely feel like that applies to, to like my story. I never really thought too much about this stuff until the past year, and then I really spent、um, a lot of time, particularly over the last few months, just kind of thinking more about. Um, you know, childhood expectations, things that we've passed on from our parents, things that you want to keep and hold on to, and things actually really aren't so healthy to to hold on to. So I'm really looking forward to today's chat. Yeah, excellent. So one of the things I was thinking is that expectations. Come somehow in two forms: the ones in the forced form, meaning based on fear, and the other one based on enabling or freedom-based, where people want you to achieve certain things. They want you to thrive in life. They want, they expect you to use your potential, right? So that's more like a freedom-based expectation, I call it. And the other one is the fear-based, where oh God, if you do this, you're gonna ruin. These societal norms, or if you do this, you're not going to follow our rules. So whatever that that fear is, or our parents may sometimes say, if you do this, then you're not going to be having a family or you know children because you won't have time for it. So whatever the、uh, fear that other people may have, they somehow project on us, and it makes it very difficult for us to somehow ignore all of this. So. Maybe we start by talking about our experiences of what those expectations were, because obviously we come from different backgrounds, and then we talk about why it is difficult to withstand some of those、uh, expectations as we may、uh, perceive as manuals or as instructions that we somehow have to follow, but we decided not to follow. Right? So、um, I don't know. Tell me, would you like to start yeah. sharing? Yeah. Yeah, sure.、Um, this is a really interesting one. I'd like to take it from two different sides. So one is kind of the expectations I had growing up, and I think something maybe you guys can all relate to. But this idea that women have to be really feminine, right? And、mm. I was quite talkative 
Um, and apparently being talkative is a masculine thing, which I, you know, when you think about it now, it doesn't make sense. But this idea that you tone down yourself just so that you can feel like you're being accepted as like your stereotype woman, when, mm. you know, women come in so many different shapes and sizes and, and, and volume uh, levels as well. So um, I think the expectations of like defining what fem- femininity is, I think is something that's come come through. The second part I want to talk about and like think about throughout this conversation is really this idea of like tradition. I- I've talked about it before in, in other conversations with USL, but like tradition, the word tradition means to drag down. And in the context of dragging something down that makes sense because it actually helps one society mm-hmm. help the future society because something works and it's kind of tried and tested. And I think, unfortunately, what tends to happen is that people used tradition as a, like a, a clutch to um, ostracize other people who decide to do things differently, even though the new context they're in, actually, that new thing is actually the right thing to do. Um, a really easy example is, you know, we're living till we're, you know, 85, 90, you know, 95. Um, and, you know, you can have a longer life with um, and have children later or you can start, you know, having relationships later. You know, whereas in the past, you know, you, you know, life expectancy was 35, 40. Right. And there's, a, there's a, a massive difference in culture today. And I think a lot of people use tradition without context or nuance to make people feel like they don't belong and that's another thing that i feel like when you describe those expectations that you know we could we can address today as well basically relates to that and I, just as you were talking really what came up for me is, is for me personally i really struggle with the expectation of i'm a modern woman i want to have a big career um but then what's stuck in my head is that I can't do that and also have a successful family life Mm. and I think what we see so often is you know modern feminism today is really pushing us to strive and and do all the things that we want to do at the same time you know whenever I'm reading articles or watching tv programs it really looks like having children and trying to do that is is a real struggle marriages fall apart and you know your children are neglected or you don't have enough time for them and so I think one of the things for me is I'm approaching that age where I'm starting to think about having a family there's almost this invisible limitation on me for um, wanting to take my career to the next level because I just think oh if I do this I'm going to sacrifice the family that I also really want um, to, to foster and have a really great family life as well so it's it's kind of like the double expectation that we as women should be able to to provide for our family and and be the supporter but then also be able to follow our dreams and it's just like where is the balance and we're having to make those really big decisions but men aren't really having to have that same um dilemma so yeah the expectation is just huge and I think unconsciously I'm carrying a lot of heaviness around making those decisions Do you know what's really hard with like age and expectations? I think for women, you grow up and you're told, do not get pregnant, like getting pregnant, like the expectation is, you know, literally don't have sex, you know, don't get pregnant. And then it suddenly gets to a certain age and it just switches. <laughs> and it's just so weird how you can like literally go from the expectations just change so suddenly and then you're expected just to then shift and suddenly be in like, planning for a family mode or thinking about getting ready for that and it's that one minute you know you're being told you're way too young and the next minute you're being told oh you know you're getting on a bit you're actually a bit old now you know you're and I just I find yeah. that absolutely crazy and it's so true like you're, you're told so many conflicting messages and there's so many conflicting 
expectations and if you spend your life following other people's expectations or society's expectations it's always going to be wrong in someone's eyes because whether you're watching a tv show that sets up one way or you know you're hearing something at work that sets up another way there's you know it's always going to be wrong no matter what you do and yeah. it's very unclear and it changes all the time i'm even confused following it <laughs> I, I think one thing that me and Nassau talked about was this idea of like trying to debunk this idea that the, a woman's life is a crescendo in marriage and children. It's really devastating to think that your entire life is built to, to end at 35 when you've had your kids and like that's it and then nothing should happen after that you should just be stuck and doing you know you know no one should hear from you for 20 years because you've just and it's it's so sad because exactly what you're talking about like when you're younger um you you are you know you're you're educated to a point where you you should have you use your education to aspire to things make the world a better place um, but at the same time, there's this massive burden on your shoulders to get married and have kids at a certain age. I know that Jane Austen talks about, you know, if you're left on the shelf at 27, then, you know, in society, it's like, what's going on? Um, obviously, we're a bit more lenient towards the 30s now. But I, it's just so devastating to think that a life, which I think is so precious, it feels like it ends at a certain time and it's halfway between when an actual man's life ends. So, um, it, you know, it's something like really, I think that there's a burden on there. And just to tell people you're not in God's waiting room for a family when you're, you know, young and you're not, you know, you're, you're, you should push as hard as possible. I, I know people who've turned down really good jobs because they, mm. they think they're going to have plan for a child in six months. And then it turns out that they're, they, they can't have kids. Like, Literally, you have to think about your life in, in like, you know, what makes you happy at the time and then prepare for things that, you know, like having a family, but not don't have things that you do half heartedly just because you're waiting for something else. You should always be in the present. That's the way I try to live my life. Yeah, I think my story is that um, the reason why I was always expected by my community to get married at 16 and uh and have children was a because they feared that I might be subjected to bride kidnapping because that's something that's very common in my culture and my sister was kidnapped and I think my parents were very anxious about it so it was a bit of a in a way also to protect me and I can understand now but at the time it was difficult to comprehend but the other thing also I think is because they never had any other alternative way of living life it's as simple as that. And, you know, when you see other alternatives, like now, for instance, many people go and live in other countries and work and, you know, like migrants or um, doing other things, they think it's a normal way of living life, which at the time was not possible. So like we were talking last time with Lucia, I think, is that we really need to expand our minds uh, of what else is possible, right? Um, because otherwise we will always be circling in our known uh, circle basically and never coming out of it because we don't know what else could be there and as I think humans we are always having this fear of the unknown so whenever we think something is unknown while being married and having children is something known because we've done it for so many generations so I think from that perspective and understanding, now my question is, for those who are affected by it, obviously the hard question is, who do you follow, right? I think Lucia, you mentioned a bit of 
do you follow your own desires of who you want to become or you follow the community because they have very strong voice but then who in the community or who in the society is actually right about what's right for you and I think we're going to here advocate for you follow what you think, right? But I think it's very difficult when you have so many strong voices telling you that that's not how things should be done because we know the right things because they've always done it that way. So I want to talk a bit more about implications of these expectations and consequences maybe. So what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, I can start, I, and I, I want to really be realistic that, you know, thank you, Asel, for always sharing your, I mean, it's such an incredible story, uh, what you've been through. Um, I I think it's very, you know, easy to say, like, just, you know, follow what you want, but it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. we, we are in society for a reason, and, you know, some of the traditions that we do have make sense, right, and they're practical. Um, I think it's really important to have a practice of really, believing in yourself and having inner strength um, so that when you hear the truth you know how to recognize it and how it fits into your own life I think no one is going to have the same context on your life as you have if you really know yourself right and you know what makes you happy right. um, I think having a partner you know I'm married and I best decision I've ever made to, to marry my my husband right but I think it's it's the point isn't like not having a family or not having yeah. you know a, a strong partnership I think the point is feeling like you will do anything at any cost to compromise yourself just so you fit into that box and you pretend that everything is going well you should really be looking for the authenticity in your life and that includes the traditions that you do want to follow and have kids I know Georgia you talked about like now you're questioning when when is the right time for you um, like you really need to understand like in your own context the kind of personality that you have what's a good fit and so I think the self journey and discovery will have a ripple effect in everything that you're doing and all the decisions that you're making because you actually truly understand yourself in a way that no one can um, so that's the way I, I think about it and I don't think it's like take or leave tradition it's really apply it with the nuance that is you um, and I think that's that so that you need strong women in a sense, inner, inner strength, not just like, you know, saying I'm a feminist, like actual strength, strength, and then you can make better decisions for yourself. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very nice. Anyone else want to jump in on this? Yeah, I think just to follow on from what Salma says, I mean, you can tell by the way she speaks that she's incredibly strong-willed and knows herself so well. And But I think for so many young women, it's not as easy as that, you know, especially when you're sold a dream that this is happy yeah. sold on instagram you're sold in tv yeah. shows and films that actually getting married and finding the one is is amazing and then you watch sex in the city and you're like oh my god actually you know being single and free and focusing on my career <laughs> is the best thing to do and it actually takes real um will i think to actually take the time out to to do the reflection and to find out who you are and i think i know i'm just speaking from experience it does take quite a long time to get to that point where and quite a few experiences to get to that point where you're like okay i actually know a bit more about who i am and what i want and usually it's it takes the time to get to you about 30 and then you're having <laughs> and then it's like oh this is all a massive rush you know so i completely agree with what Alma says but I also think to the realistic point I think it we as women just take time sometimes to get to that place yeah. because there's so much external messaging and external 
fake news essentially about what yeah. life would look like for us. Um, so I think, you know, listening to things like this and seeking out women who really do inspire you and who you want to actually learn from is really important because, mm. you know, I'm just so glad that I met you, um, Thelma, especially because I feel like there's someone there now in my life who I can say, okay, this is the type of person that I really can see myself being like, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's really important, but, you know, it takes effort yeah. and time for sure. Very nice. Yeah. Lucia, you wanted to say something or? No, just, uh, just really quickly, just that I um, I completely agree, but I do think that, I mean, for me, like over the last year, like I spent a lot of the time in lockdown, like living alone. And I think that was quite interesting as well, because I, I feel like sometimes it's too extreme to see people like, you know follow what society sets for you or you know really get to know yourself and have some time to yourself and I think I almost kind of went too much the other way of having too much time to myself and maybe not having enough like external influences and kind of shutting out all of the noise and I think the challenge with that is that you can only if you just spend you know too much time in your own bubble then you're never going to get any new exposure to kind of challenge you differently or challenge some of the expectations that you've internalised yourself. So I do think it's kind of, it's so difficult, as Georgia was saying, to get that balance between, you know, knowing yourself and really spending time with yourself, but also knowing that actually you don't know what you don't know. So you have to kind of get exposure to, to other areas and other people who have taken completely different paths, you know, with their lives, maybe very outside of what society is set to kind of show you what is even possible for you then to see what sticks and what doesn't. Mm, yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking is that uh, for especially younger girls who are in the midst of some decisions is maybe the best thing you could orient yourself is the drive coming from within and that drive saying that there must be something else or there is something else than what I'm hearing, right? So we, I think we tend to have this internal intuition or whatever the way you call it. And that comes out and says, I hear what others are saying, but I think this is what I want. And I think in that moment, it's important that we learn to listen. And I think that's what you uh, beautifully said about uh, how to get to know yourself. And, and the moment you start ignoring that drive, the moment you start not believing yourself. And, and that's when you start losing that relationship with yourself that you could build, that trust that you could build that would serve in the very long run. Because I think one of the problems we have with expectations is that we want to somehow also please others around us because that feels good at the time. But we know that it's a short-term gain, right? It's something that we may please now our fathers and mothers or whoever, but we know that in the long term, we may actually be suffering from that short-term gain. So I know that for young girls, maybe it's something that's very abstract to think about it, but think of it as more of a delayed gratitude. People may be angry now, but they will eventually come along with you because they will they love you. I think that's like end of the day, our families love us and they want good things for us, even though they 
think at the time that this is the right way to do. And the other one I just want to quickly mention is that expectations always imply that other people know what's best for you. And I think that's the part that I don't really like about expectations, no matter whether they're good intended or bad intended, because somehow we assume that whatever we think is good for others, that's how they should follow. And whenever they don't, we get upset about it, right? So I think this is why, no matter what your expectation is, it's great if you hold it to yourself, if it's about others. But if you really want to express it, maybe you turn it into ways that does not shout, sound like a burden or a pressure to the other person. Um, so this is something that we could think about. And the other question comes up in this discussion is how do we treat ourselves when we have expectations about ourselves because we often tend to be very harsh critics of ourselves and I don't know about you but I hear many of other female clients I have and they tend not to like themselves and they tend to have very high standards of some sort of that perfect career women, a perfect family person, a perfect whatever, right? And we have this idea of being perfect. And whenever we're not achieving this ourselves, we get very critical. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. And um, also to link into what Georgia said, it's sometimes when you get to some place in your life where you feel like you've done the work and you've taken time, it sometimes... It, it can come across as maybe that you are, you know, you're buttoned up. So I think it's important for me to share like, you know, where <laughs> I am today compared to where I was maybe six, I would say exactly six years ago. Um, I think um, in my life, I feel like sometimes if you have, I would say the fortune of having a really, really bad time, mm. sometimes you're forced to reevaluate what's important to you. And for me, six years ago, I would classify it as like, you know, when you say you wait for a bus and three come along at once, it was like the opposite of that before like drama and crisis. So I went through in 2015, I went through a very traumatic experience. Um, I lost my mom, my job, a relationship in the space of a month. Right. And it was quite a traumatic experience. Um, but because it was so traumatic, I almost felt like I was in survival mode because a lot of stuff, like I just had to like keep going. My mom was, you know, 52. She's very young. And um, I, I felt like at that particular moment, if I looked at Thelma before all of those things happened, I think I was just kind of trying to find my way and just basically trying to people please and just, you know, not really understanding what I was doing essentially. Um, and I feel like hitting rock bottom in a very strange way helped me open my mind up to that there might have been, there was, might be options I was missing out on before that maybe I should start listening to and looking out for. Mm -hmm. um, and so one thing that really helped when it comes to like expectations is I just started really practicing um, presence. I read Eckhart Tolle and like, you know, started doing like mindfulness things. And I think what really, what it taught me more than anything else, um, and one of these, these kind of quotes I, I picked up around that time was the truth is already inside of me. And like spiritual teachers and coaches, they pull out the truth from you because your intuition, you already know what's right for you. It's just that often you're too busy with lots of people or you're just ignoring yourself or you don't have context and you don't have enough, you know, um, wisdom because you're young. Um, you're working on emotions and hormones and stuff. 
but the truth has always been inside of all of us. I think, so when you listen to the right things and if you put, you surround yourself with the right people, they pull out a lot of the stuff that you already have and you believe intrinsically, but it never just, it wasn't surfaced to the front. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think for me, like that experience has taught me that um, if we can get people at a much younger age, or maybe without a crisis point, because I don't think you need to be in a crisis point, <laughs> to really think about like how they can have certain practices that allows them to really like really trust themselves. The way that you said, a lot of women don't really love and trust themselves, and so when they hear themselves with their intuition, they don't believe that it's correct. They just don't believe it they will have a stranger in the street tell them something that they believe before they listen to themselves. And so in the meantime, while you're going through that, make sure you're listening to the right kind of strangers, right? So, you know, fill your YouTube with the right conversations so that people are bringing out the best of the wisdoms that they have already. You know, use a life coach if you can, as young as possible, have a mentor. Um, and then when you talk to those people, the reason you believe them and they're good for you is because you already know it's true inside you just needed someone to really help you like kind of pull that out so that, that's that's how that's how I that's that's the journey I was on and I think that's why I feel right now I still spend a lot of time listening to people who really help me always remind me of like the right things to think but it's actually already a truth I already believe in I just needed them to tell me about it yeah. and then as soon as I heard it I'm like yeah that's completely true and it's really a, a really peaceful and powerful way to think about my life yeah thank you Telmo for sharing this powerful story I think uh, you could write a book about how to honor your own truth because I think that's what's uh, often missing the skill of how do we honor ourselves as much as we honor the best people that we know in our lives right and how do we um always treat ourselves in the most amazing ways that we can treat like other people because we tend to know how to treat others very often especially the ones that we love but when it comes to ourselves somehow we get illusioned or I don't know what happens and this system breaks down <laughs> and we get so much into the negative mode so that's why I love how you say that we have that truth and I always say that we have the treasure necessary for us to enrich ourselves in whichever way we want it's just that we're not looking for that treasure oftentimes because we're busy with other people's opinions unfortunately yeah. but we'll come to that so other thoughts uh, on this um yeah i guess that from my side i think it is really as, as well about like articulating what some of the expectations are that have been put on you or that you have internalized because i think sometimes I've really noticed, especially over the last few months, sometimes you feel like you have strong emotions or you feel like particularly sensitive about certain areas or if someone says something about you and it's not even that big of a deal, but it just kind of hits a certain area that you don't, you can't articulate it. So then you end up, you know, kind of being on the defensive or not, you're not really aware of, of why that's kind of affected you in the way that it yeah. has. And I think just, again, like, I really wish when I was younger I'd listened to things like this or I'd listened to certain YouTube clips because it would have really helped me just to have that awareness that you know it wasn't necessarily an issue with with me it was experiences that I'd been through or expectations that had been put on me that meant that you know certain things were the way that they were rather than an issue with me which you then internalize and 
can cause issues with like self-worth and things like that so I think definitely just being able to articulate and have that awareness of the expectations that are on you and the expectations that you like and the expectations that you don't like I just mm. um would have been a massive help for me and I think even even now I think just being able to have that has, has really helped me in the last year yeah very good Georgia you have yeah. additional yeah. wisdom I think from my perspective I, I'm definitely a perfectionist and I think think it has been passed down to me that element of perfectionism but not in a negative way per se mm. um just to give some context so when I was four years old my father died he was very young he had multiple sclerosis and my mum was training to be a doctor at the time so she had a lot on her plate and I very quickly learned that the the as you know to make her happy I just needed to be really really good and not you know bother her not cause her any trouble you know just out of love for her ultimately um she didn't really I wouldn't say put that expectation on on me per se but I, I kind of internalized that message and just that's how I've gone through life and I think there's a difference between perfection and having a high standard for yourself but I think for me it definitely was perfection you know you just have to be really really good um to not I guess take up too much space or bother other people and I think for me the perfection really came from a place of lack you know I mean I was only four at the time but I think energetically spiritually it, it did leave a, a big hole in my soul you know my father dying so young and I was constantly trying to fill that hole with with pleasing others and the way that I mm. learned how to please others was through perfection right. so it did basically I was auditioning myself all the time you know mm please, you know, am I good enough to be your friend? Am I good enough to be in a relationship with you? Am I good enough for this job? You know, because because that's just the only way that I had I had, had grown up and learned. And I think also, um, you know, not being able to trust others is also a really big one because all of that you carry on your own, own shoulders. You, you truly feel that like you're the only one in control of your destiny. And I think if you don't have a religion or a spirituality, I think that can be even more... Mm. Um, yeah even more oppressive almost because it's just such a heavy heavy burden so actually getting older mixing with other people opening your heart a bit more to the fact that other people can help you you can meet people who, who actually love you and actually want the best for you the world isn't such a scary place um and also loving yourself enough to know that you don't have to be perfect that you are enough yeah. you are and you're allowed to make mistakes is is the big lesson to learn and actually I think just being in a relationship with a, a normal person a loving person has been the biggest healer for me because I, I also think it's a, ma a man thing as well they can kind of just sail through life and you know, they make a mistake but it's not a big deal they just you know, yeah. carry on you know and that was a really big lesson for me it's like why am I putting so much pressure on myself I just need to breathe and it's okay if, if something isn't perfect so yeah, it's, it's been a big lesson, but I think it takes time, especially if you've had trauma at a certain point in your life or you're not used to that kind of way of living. So, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I would say in terms of perfectionism, I think now there is actually a wave of being against perfectionism. And I don't know where that's going to go. But anyway, I feel like everyone is saying, you know, there is no such thing as perfectionism. And to an extent, I think we'll understand it because it's a very subjective thing. And it's your own illusion about what you think is perfect and how you never get to that, right? So that's a bit of a 
difficult challenge. And the other thing is that I think with perfectionism, there is a trend to create internal conflict within you continuously if you believe there is a perfect self out there that you never achieve, i.e. you will never feel enough, basically. And that brings you to a lot of issues that you want to compensate, like Georgia, you were rightly saying, uh, basically you are lacking something that you're trying to get from outside while you could actually get it from your own inside, but you just don't look at it because you think of yourself as not perfect. So that's where the problems lie. And the other thing I've learned throughout my journey is that standards are set only by yourself mm. and not by anyone else. And not only that, you can create whatever standard you want. <laughs> because we often also think that there is a way to do things or there is a right way to do things. I think this is also something that's often ingrained in us. And once you realize there's actually no right way to do things, there is a way and your way. And if you're happy with it, then you go for it, right? So that's another way maybe look at it. And I love, Georgia, what you said about self-love, because I think that eventually can compensate for anything you're looking for uh, outside. And whenever you lack it, you will always be looking for outside to get others love. And that's where the problem starts. So having said that, talking about this, somehow when it comes to women and certain achievements, things get into the question mark of whether they deserve it or not, uh, whether they should be or not should be, right? So this type of uh, weird conversations, which in the male context, I rarely heard that people say that or they say among each other. So what are your thoughts on why all of a sudden we question ourselves or we have expectations from the society as to whether we really deserve a certain thing or not? Um, any thoughts on this? And for those who are illusioning themselves with not deserving something, what can we say? Yeah, I think we'll probably do an entire session on that one because I think it's such an enormous topic. I think what... Well, I would say, and also to kind of summarize what Lucia and Georgia have talked about, which has been really great. Thank you guys so much for opening up. Um, for me, the, the idea that anyone deserves anything is an illusion, right? You know, when we wake up in the morning and we're breathing, um, we didn't do anything to deserve to be alive, right? We don't do anything, deserve anything. So if we start in a place, I think gratitude and having a practice of gratitude helps you understand actually it levels the playing field a man doesn't deserve anything more than you because he hasn't done anything to be a man he hasn't done anything specifically to be alive or to be alive in an era where you have technology and not die from being in a coal mine like no one really deserves what they you know the same thing about nationality it's like oh you know refugees you know they they try and find a better life for themselves that's because they were just randomly born in a country that has war so i think to start off with it helps to have gratitude for your own life to then equalize how someone else's life is also equally deserving um, because we are all part of this amazing magical miracle of you know life and being alive in a certain time and I know that we have a couple of minutes to, to wrap up so I think what would be like really great is like us to do a session just to talk about this because this idea of belonging is so fundamental to women mm. rather than thinking we're less than we should think that we're all worthy right so that we're not putting each other you know pitting each other up against each other but to summarize on what Lucia said which I thought was uh, phenomenal was this idea of like waking up to the idea 
that you're having, things are triggering you on a day-to-day -day basis. And when you're younger, you're not able to articulate it very well. So if we could teach younger people to understand you know, why you're angry, what is the trauma that has caused you to react to something that looks a little bit disproportionate, and also having the compassion when someone else reacts to something to realize that they're reacting to something maybe because it's triggering for them and it's not just surface level, the comment that you made or et cetera. I think that's so important to understand that as a, as, as a, a woman, because otherwise we go, you know, we're very emotionally sensitive. We go through life really not being able to express ourselves and explain what, where we're coming from. And then for Georgia, you, you know, what, thank you so much for sharing what you've been through. You actually know where that trauma comes from and you've articulated it, I would say, perfectly on what's going on, your perfectionism, like perfectly. I think that the task there is really figuring out like how you work towards figuring out that you, you know, you're lovable. And I think it's beautiful to have um, a partner that helps you think that. And I think I say to people, if you want to know whether you're in the right relationship, figure out whether your partner makes you love yourself more or less. Because if your partner makes you love yourself less, that there is a problem. Um, they should really be bringing out the best in you. You should feel stronger on your own, actually, when you're with someone. Um, and I know that we could talk about this for hours and I know that we've, we've come to time and I, I expected it will happen because, you know, everyone has such great things to say. Um, but we will do a second session on um, that amazing topic, Asel, that you just brought up about belonging. Um, and so with that, Asel, thank you so much for always being so open. Asel is a life coach extraordinaire. If you ever want someone to, to believe in you and uh, work with you on your journey. You. Uh, and Alicia and Georgia, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. And hopefully we can just continue having these, I would say, group therapy sessions together. <laughs> and uh, sharing it with with people as well so i don't yes. know if you guys want final words before we go yeah, yeah maybe the final words georgia no just thank you so much this has been amazing and it's i thought it's so beautiful to hear your words of wisdom as well it's it's really left me with lots to think about so thank you for your time and thank you ladies for for having me it's been really lots of fun <laughs> I completely agree just yeah thank you so much for including me in part of this conversation and definitely I completely agree I feel like you do have to cut it at time because when you started going on about belonging and all of that I was like self-sabotage like, <laughs> 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 okay, so, no this has been really helpful for me and just so insightful as well to hear you know a bit more as well about what you guys have been through and how that shaped you as well into people you are today so really enjoyed it thank you excellent thank you so much so i think the final word for me is that if you want to create expectations i suggest you start with trust based on trust if you create expectations meaning you trust someone uh, doing their best to do what's good for their lives the same way you trust yourself to create whatever life you want i think we'll never go wrong and that's why i love what selma said about you know, we can uh, discuss this for hours, but when it comes to expectations and bringing the best in ourselves, that's what we essentially all want, right? So we want to create relationships where we are prospering in our best unique ways that of who we are and get to the next levels of ourselves. So having said that, thank you so much. And we'll finish the recording and continue the next discussion.